Broadcasting from coastal California to coastal North Carolina. East to West, Pacific to Atlantic, nutrition to fitness. iPickFit is here to deliver realistic, scientific, and sustainable resolutions to optimal total body health. We are your hosts, Danny and Danielle Duravash, two experts united that will detox, repair, and revolutionize your life. I pick fit. Hey everybody, welcome to the I Pick Fit Podcast. We are here with your host, Danny Duravash. And Danielle Duravash. And today we have Josue and Michael, newly fiancéed together couple who has been doing the ketogenic diet. And we're going to bring you the positive side of the ketogenic diet and the healthy things that can come along with it. So um, Danny has a little disclaimer. We always want to introduce you with when we're talking about medical things and that might be out of our scope. So here we go. Yes. So again, we do have degrees. I have my degree in biochemistry. Danielle has hers in sport and fitness. We've, you know, I'm not NASM certified nutrition coach and she is NASM certified weight loss management specialist and a fitness nutrition specialist, but we're not medical doctors or registered dietitians just yet. So this isn't meant to contradict what your doctor recommends, prescribes. If you have a medical condition um, or are taking medication, please, please, please talk with your medical team about what's best for you and any questions that you have for your specific needs. So last episode, we talked about keto diet. We talked about uh, what it is. And, you know, what a lot of techs can talk about it and different ways to go about it. So we just wanted to bring in our cousin and her fiance about what um, their positive journey is with it. So, you guys, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Hey, I'm I'm Michael. Um, I'm 26. I'm a flight attendant. We live in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, we got our start with keto probably about... A year, a little over a year ago, Josue. Cool. Yeah, uh, I'm Josue. I'm 28. Uh, I'm a, a producer in advertising. Um, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's kind of an office job with a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> so are you but, saying um, you could advertise for our podcast? <laughs> yeah, a new client. When, <laughs> when I launch my own agency, yes, you're like, we're looking with, for new clients always. Um, you're like, if you pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, Michael was saying, we kind of had a year. Uh, we started about a year ago, um, and what she didn't mention was that we were in New York when we did it. So oh, that's amazing! We just recently moved back in July. Cool. That's awesome. So New York to LA. What's it feel like to go straight from like New York to LA? Because it's a complete different vibe. You guys are from California, but you went to New York, rocked it out. Are you yeah, happy to be back? It was a totally different world like to go to New York in the first place. Um, coming from, like I grew up in a small town in California. And I think Josue was more like in an Inland Empire area also when we were growing up. And then went to college in Orange County. So just not very like city vibe. It's more like suburbia kind of thing, beach vibes. And then New York is just like a totally different world, like very fast paced. Um, everybody's kind of grinding and hustling for themselves. And you had to either like keep going or move to the side because you're going to get in people's <laughs> way kind of thing. You know, what's but, funny though, like I'm from Indiana. So like I know both 
well, I've never been to New York, but like when you say that, I'm like still Inland Empire is completely uh, <laughs> extremely fast paced compared to where I'm from or even where I live now in North Carolina. But yeah, so like, do you miss New York at all? Uh, yeah, uh, I definitely do miss New York a lot. I think that um, there's a lot of good things that came out of it um, and a lot of challenges that were also um, experienced over there. It's kind of a culture shock, like going from driving all the time to not driving all the time and having to just, that's a huge change on my body. Especially. Yeah. Do you, um, do you get like back to walk pain? everywhere? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Like definitely the first three weeks out there, like plantar fasciitis, got back pain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was like a lot of different um, medical things on top of some of the stuff that was, uh, that I was already experiencing. Um, so I think it was a very huge like shift for me. Um but there was a lot of good positive things that I got out of it. Um, got me walking more, got me more active. Um, and that's where I discovered keto with Michael, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Danny was going to ask the first question. Yeah, so yeah. let's So what, what led you guys to keto? So Sway actually was um, sort of diagnosed with a condition called Cushing's disease, Cushing's syndrome. Um, and it, there was a lot of challenges that came with that. Like he was seeing an endocrinologist among a bunch of other doctors in the, on her team and they couldn't figure out the source of, um, his cortisol level imbalance, which is kind of what Cushing's disease or Cushing syndrome is, is an overproduction of cortisol. Um, and th so they couldn't find a source and he was then put on, um, a variety of different medications ranging from steroids to things for hypertension to preventative things like beta blockers and all sorts of different stuff to try to just level out his body since his body wasn't doing it on its own. Um, but because of that mix of medications, it kind of led him to obviously like steroids make you gain weight or just make weight more difficult to lose. <laughs> um, and then there was a lot of other conditions like side effects that he was dealing with because of the medication. Um, and that was for about a year um, before there was any, progress. even remotely any answers <laughs> or yeah, progress that had to go with that. Um, and his doctor had recommended the anti-inflammatory diet, just kind of eliminating different like grains and I think tomatoes and that. peppers um, and yeah, so there was like some recommendation there, but nothing that was, she wasn't very like pushing it and saying like, you should do this. It was kind of like, well, if these are options available. Yeah. yeah like, and like, if you want to try something. with trial and error, because we have no studies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was just not that much guidance. I mean, she's not a dietitian, so I get that, but it would have maybe been nice to meet with a dietitian and talk about like, oh, you know, he's having some issues with his heart because of these medications that he's being put on. So like. But even then when. Even there was times where I was in the hospital where they would bring nutritionists over to kind of put me on their regiment for yeah. my time in the hospital. And a lot of that stuff was just standard, like anti-inflammatory diets, I felt, or things that she had already discussed about. And like, oh, maybe you should eat potatoes after I've been told don't eat potatoes. So it was, oh. it was like very confusing on me. Um, or for anyone, like they're just like <laughs> throwing all this information. But like one yeah. thing, like cortisol is a stress hormone. So when your stress hormone is extremely high, like on a super high level, a lot of our bodies produce a lot of fat. So like yeah. just in general, like fat inside the body to like, it's like a shock factor thing. So our body's just like, holy crap, I don't know what's going on. So let's just like produce like 
fat in our body in, at a rapid rate, especially when it's extremely high. So it really makes sense. But then they're like not telling you how to like help that aspect of it. They'll give you medication to control certain levels of it. But it's like, how do we stop that? And they would also say, too, like with Cushing's disease, sometimes you can experience like um, just bone weakness and Mm -hmm. like even leading to bone loss if it progresses for that long. And so they had literally told him, like, you're not allowed to work out. Like you cannot exercise because your body's not strong enough to to be able to accommodate that, to be honest. So it was like you need to lose weight, but you can't work out. So you need to figure something else out. Yeah. And like you're in New York, so you have to walk. So he's in pain all the time because his hips hurt or his back hurts or whatever. And then he just keeps gaining weight because he can't work out and he has to take 13 medicines. You know, it was just like so much. That is true. Like that's stressful. And there's side effects to every single medication. Like that's why there's a disclaimer on like TV shows that we see all the time. You're like, holy shit. Like. Sorry, yeah, now we're gonna I, be in the E. There was times zone. where I was like extremely just felt weak off the medication. I had very low testosterone levels. Like I I wasn't just, you know, depression also kind of mm-hmm. had a factor into that. Um and I didn't understand. I'm like, oh well, but like my body was just chemically imbalanced at this point. Totally. Yeah. Um so I think it was around November when I heard my first like, oh, you should try the keto diet. And one of my brothers was actually doing it with his wife in Texas. Um, and he's like, yeah, like there's this really good documentary. Of course, everything starts with documentary, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, thank goodness they're there because like I <laughs> yeah. totally dive in. And I was like, eh, that sounds interesting. And he was like, trying to explain it to me and like, um, and like the whole science behind it. I wasn't really too like open to hearing about it. I was just like, okay, like I've been vegetarian. And like the other thing was like I was, I was being vegetarian this whole time. So I'm like, I'm already being healthy. And like, but even that's not helping. So it's like, what's really going to help? Right. Um, but I think it was when Michael brought it up again later that year that I, I really started to pay more attention to it. Yeah, we yeah. had a big conversation in like, uh, I think on Christmas, actually, um, a couple years ago. And it it stemmed from like a bunch of other things. But basically, it broke down to like, hey, I mean, nothing else has worked. And like, I'm at the point where like, I love you and I want to like, continue my life with you and so we need to like figure something else out so like what do we have to lose like let's just try this I've done a lot of research I probably researched for about a month before talking to him about it Mm -hmm. and just looking into like what a recipe would look like or like why do I need to care what a net carb is like what does that even mean kind of a thing um and just like trying to understand like if this would be something that would be beneficial and then having that conversation wasn't necessarily easy, but it was very well received. And I think um, we had discussed that like January 3rd would be like our start date kind of a thing. So like a New Year's resolution type of thing, but still having to have that like last piece of whatever <laughs> at like the New Year's parties and stuff. So um, and it was really good. And then I think at first it was it was kind of just like. Oh, like he just would eat whatever I would make kind of a thing. And I was still experimenting with it too, like actually like really getting started. Um, but then I noticed like probably after a week, um, he would message me like while he was at work or something and he'd be like, Hey, can I eat this? Is this keto? And I would either say yes or no, but I also didn't want to like push too much on him at one time. Cause keto is a lot to kind of digest, like trying to understand it really from like the educational perspective. And then it started getting more into questions like, um, why can I eat this or why can I not eat this? And like, what, what is a net carb and how do I figure that out? And he kind of just like really delved into it, um, just being more inquisitive about that kind of stuff. And 
then it, I was kind of like, ha gotcha. <laughs> because then he was like wanting to really be educated about it. And then once you, once you have like those foundational things, you can really just like go off and do whatever you want. You don't have to necessarily look from a cookbook or from other people's experiences or whatever, you know, and, and then that's when you start being able to listen to your body and say like, oh, you know, maybe I did have my whatever carbs for today, but like, I'm okay having this too. Or like, oh, I know that what this feeling is like, I don't know. You just, you get to like kind of understand where your body's at with all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, was there any point, like, I think it's amazing how supportive um, Michael has been through this process because like, like you said, like sometimes he's going through the medical stuff and he's taking the medication and he's going through like the process through depression and pain and, and plantar fasciitis and just walking hurts. And like, you're like, you know what, we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. And I'm going to research it in times that like maybe like he may have not had like the strength and the point in the brain, you know, like you, when you're going through something medical, you're, it's everything's so stressful yeah. and he's already having cortisol levels yeah, to like a million. <laughs> yeah. Like when you have cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone already here, like thank God that Michael was a part of this journey because you were able to be like, you know what, I'm going to take lead and I'm going to make this recipe for you and be there when you have questions. Cause like we got to fit, like you took charge and I, I think that's amazing. Like the supporting <laughs> aspect of it, because sometimes, I mean, I mean, it's hard for both of you because you're loving somebody going through it too. Like, but you had to be strong too. Yeah. So I, I just think it's amazing. Like awesome. Did, did, yeah, I think it was definitely like hard to see. And, and then like being frustrated that doctors didn't have answers and like the people that you're supposed to go to that are supposed to have these answers that they're supposed to be helping you. And like, all, like you get all on all this medicine that's supposed to make you feel better and it doesn't, and it just makes things worse. And it's like how... I don't know. You just feel so helpless. It was yeah, like yeah, so hard to sure. like go well, through and take. Well, to that point, I I mean, I do think that the doctors were trying everything that they thought was necessary for me. Like, mm-hmm. they literally made me go through so many exams, like not just once, not just twice. Like, they wanted to make sure that they could verify the first exam if it failed or something like that, mm-hmm. or if I needed to redo something. So I think that my doctor was very, very involved with my case to the point where she's like, "Anytime you need to come in, like I'm clearing my schedule for you." Wow. Um, she would always like, you know, go see the specialist and talk to them and see what their opinion is. Go talk to this person and see what their opinion is. Um, and it just kind of got kind of like brought up even into their um, into their conferences and their serum, um, seminars where they would like discuss my, like my case. Even. And wow. yeah. And like a lot of the doctors are just like, I don't know. I don't even know where to pin it. Like you kind of have it under Cushing's, but it could maybe not even be that. Like nobody really knew ever what was up with me. And I think that for what it was, the medication did just keep me alive right. until something, you know, something had to give. Till Michael came um, to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was no. part like, you know, getting just that motivated by her, but also part desperation of like I've tried everything. So what what why what, not? Why not? Why <laughs> That's not? what I mean. Like we literally had nothing to lose and it was kind of like, like yeah. we're at the point where it's just like I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just, I mean, like, fuck let's it. Just do Who it cares? Happens. I already said cuss words, so we're in the explicit. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I put this on, and if I say one cuss word, we're like explicit. And I'm like, no, we're so gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, everybody. I said a couple cuss words, so now it's fair game. <laughs> we'll be next to Joe Rogan. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the I Pick Fit God podcast. We are explicit. But um, no, like, th- that is amazing how, like, all of that 
came together for you guys because, you know, Cushing syndrome, like I've never read about it until like I've heard like you having it. And really there's not a lot of studies about it. It's still kind of a phenomenon like, uh, yeah. And medically, like they don't know what causes it, where it comes from, whether it's like fully genetic or hereditary, like do you, or did, stress or stress just like causes yeah. it. Did, do you have any family members that like, have you ever heard of that before, before you were diagnosed? Uh, no, not necessarily. I, uh, I, a lot of my dad's family turn off. <laughs> a lot of my dad's family is diabetic. Right. Um, but you were not they, though, right? And no. I was not. That was the first thing that I had tested myself for because I was like, mm-hmm. I know that my, my dad had just passed away from diabetes and all these other issues. Um, and a lot of the family on his side, on his side are diabetic. So I was like, I went in and that's the first time I went and got tested. I was like, I don't feel good. I think it might be diabetes. Can you please test me for that? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's, definitely not diabetes but it's something very similar and so that's when they're like you should probably go talk to an endocrinologist okay so that's definitely on the hormonal side yeah it's more on the hormonal side and so that's kind of like where that stemmed from um but yeah so when you what what was it like going to the doctor and saying, you know what i've been trying keto and i like did you ask them if you should or did you just okay. do it and say uh, screw it like this is what me and michael <laughs> want to do no i was very um strategic about how i brought it up because my okay. my doctor was also very straightforward and she's like she's better, a typical new yorker yeah typical <laughs> new yorker like you better be doing what i'm telling you to do and like don't skew off it yeah and i was like fair fine. but um i think it took one month in into ketosis where i was mm-hmm. all, already like I had already gone through a couple of, of a couple of weeks of doing it and I started to seeing results and first in, in weight, loss. Like weight loss. Yeah. yeah. In the form of weight loss. And I'm like, wow, I'm like drastically losing weight. It could be like, cause I walk to work all the time. It could also be because I'm eating differently. Like I'm changing my diet, but I had never seen anything like this. So I was like already like, what the hell's happening? Yeah. So I had gone in to go talk to my doctor a couple of times and she, every time I go, we always do blood work mm-hmm. and she's like, Hey, it looks like things are like, you know, maintaining like whatever. It's cool. Um, but I don't think it was until maybe three months into it where we went back to do my blood work and she, she got the results and she's like, what's going on? She's like, why does everything look like everything was getting back to normal levels? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, um, and she basically was like, what are you doing? She like called me out on (laughs) email. And I said, honestly, like, I, um, I started changing the way that I eat and I didn't say, I never said I'm doing keto. I just said, I'm doing a high fat, like nutrition Uh with very low carb, some protein in there. Um, no sugar. Cause that's the biggest thing for for that one. Um, and she's like, okay, like go ahead and keep doing that. Like, we'll keep bringing you back in for a test. Um, after that session, I was like, okay, look, it's like things are going back to normal. I took it upon myself to slowly start weaning myself off medication. So wow. instead of taking all the dosage of everything, I was probably taking like two dosages of everything daily, like day and night. I was like, let me just do one dosage of it. Yeah. And it was validating for me, one, with weight loss, two, with going back every time and checking my, my blood levels Your and my vitals. cortisol levels and everything. And everything was going back to normal. That in my last meeting with her, she, she like, like took me in and she's like, everything is back to normal. I cannot, what, what the hell happened? And, and then I told her like, well, I did, I did the keto diet and I took off all the medication and then I just maintained my, my style of like walking and stuff like that. 
she was shocked she couldn't believe it she said you need to come back um once more tomorrow i think or the day after to do just like a second we're gonna do the same exams um and we're just gonna take a second look at that again mm-hmm. but she's like but keep doing what you're doing like and she I was like, still encouraged okay. you which is yeah fantastic. she's like keep doing what you're doing that's totally fine like don't go back on the medication keep eating what you're eating like come back we're gonna do one more exam and then it was like right before I was about to leave New York because I had left in June um, where she kind of we did the last exam and then she was just like, you're you're good. And I was like, like what? you're healthy. Like I'm, good? Like, I'm like, she's like, yeah, you're back. You're, you're healthy. You're you're not showing any signs of anything. Like she's like, I can refer you to an endocrinologist um, back in California. Um, if you're going to be by um, USC, she's like, there's some doctors there that can help you out. Um, but she's like, I don't think they're going to be able to tell you anything that you already haven't figured out yourself. Um, so I, I kind of left New York, like super motivated. I'm like, wow, like, I feel like I'm getting my life back and this and that, um, which then brought, came in like a different side of keto because I was like, wow, eating so much meat and like bacon and like all these other foods that I was like, like I started to get grossed out by it. (laughs) I started to get grossed out by the food. Um, and I was like, wow, I don't really feel like I, I don't want to eat this like as much anymore. So. That's when I took a big sign to myself. I'm like, okay, I need to listen to my body. I've been listening to my body this whole time. It was working for me. And I was like, cool, this is great. Better. You and I was like feeling better. Like yeah. I think I had lost at that point like 40-something pounds, mm-hmm. which was huge for me at that point. I'm like, Psh. never would I have imagined what I am right now. I was like, wow, that was never going to be the case. Um, but, but at that point, you <laughs> had been like gaining so much so fast before, which is like... And yeah, I literally like, gained 80 pounds when I got to New York, I gained 80 pounds. How, from um, how long did it take you from being like a normal weight, like healthy weight to gain 80? Like a year or like To gaining months? all that? Yeah. In like how fast four, did- I would say a, a matter of four months. Oh my God. You gained 80 yeah. pounds in four months. Yeah. So 20 so pounds. Fast. Boom, 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 boom. Because yes. then your cortisol levels. And awesome. it was like, I mean, if you look back at pictures, it's like below weight. Like you can tell that it just, like his skin doesn't even look like it, it can accommodate it. It looks like he's going to explode at any moment. Like it's just like, it It wasn't even fat almost. Like, I don't know if maybe it was, but it just looked like super bloated. And I'm sure there was some fat in there also. And but it could have been like inflammation and, and all kinds yeah, of stuff involved. Super inflammation because like I was going right before I had left to New York, like I was I was going to the gym every single morning. I'd go and swim a lot. Um, my dad was like, you're going to the gym every day. Like, I don't understand why you look like you're getting bigger to me. And I didn't know either. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like I'm doing so, a hit. And she didn't know either. <laughs> so when I went to New York and I'm like, I'm just gaining more and more weight. I'm like what is happening? Like something's clearly and wrong. And you're more active. Yes. Like, and I'm yeah, more active. Like, like, adding exercise. The, and ex- I don't, I was like so baffled. I couldn't believe it. But, um, Oh, thank yeah. God for Michael to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do some <laughs> keto. Hey, I already cussed. I can keep going. You guys can too. <laughs> <laughs> Apple will catch me. <laughs> they catch me. They caught Joe that one time. It's like shit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So now I know how it works. So I'm like, listen, if you do it once, we all get to. It's like a game. (laughs) We're on the eat. We'll have two episodes of eat. But anyways, not about that. But um, so crazy. Like, what was it like, Michael? As like somebody who's supporting someone going through a medical condition and then like going through this process. Like, do you feel um, what what was it like watching him gain? wait so rapidly like were you like confused or scared or yeah I was like I was really confused I think I was in denial for a really long time also I was like 
nothing's happening. Like he's fine. He's fine. And then when, even when I got like undeniable, I even still was like, well, he's like going to the doctor. So like, it's not like he's trying to be unhealthy, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, you knew just, what he was eating. Like you're like, he's playing yeah. bass or, or, or. Yeah. Vegan. That was another thing though. It's like, although it was vegetarian, like it was pretty much like, as long as it didn't have meat in it, it was fair game. <laughs> and well, that's sure. like almost, I mean, it's not the best way to go about things. And I think now because of keto, I've like become more of a conscious eater mm-hmm. I and I to. understand yeah. more like what a vegetarian or a, a whole food plant-based diet would look like. Um, as a lifestyle. And I, that is not what we were doing. We were just not eating meat, essentially. Oh, in the beginning? <laughs> um, like in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like while he was getting bigger and stuff, you know, and, and I think like I, I kind of blamed myself a little bit, a little bit um, at the beginning, like for the foods that I would make or like for having the guilty pleasures of like wanting to go out and like have dessert or like um, if we were to go out and like, dr- yeah, have a drink or something pasta. like that. Pasta in New York. Come on. Yeah. Pasta. <laughs> I mean, you're in New York. <laughs> pizza and pasta. Yeah. Like Italian. All the things. Um, but then when we like started going through and like finding out that it was like more related to a medical condition and then even further, like when he was, it seemed like he was getting bigger because of a lot of the medications also. And that was something that was like, I was like, well, it's like a catch 22. Like if he doesn't do it, he gets in this really terrible position health-wise that could cost him his life essentially but if he does do it like then he's gaining all this weight and i know it's it's almost even more torture torture yeah it almost feels more like yeah he's like torturing like himself a because work because you're like there are certain medications like i know like that you can take that cause you to become stagnant because it's controlling your blood sugar level for example like someone who's diabetic they're gonna the, the blood sugar is gonna control and stay at this very or was statin or certain different I don't know I'm not a doctor just like flow with me but like (laughs) it'll keep the blood sugar at one level but like it's not gonna like drop or go high or like fluctuate with the body's normal processing with your organs so like you could it's just gonna continue to keep the fat where it is versus like allowing your body to decrease or increase does that make sense and not knowing that that's like what's happening was even more like difficult to realize too is like well, this didn't used to happen before, so, like, why is it happening now kind of a thing. And I don't know. It was just confusing not yeah. having answers. And then, like, it it gave me a different perspective on the medical field in general <laughs> because sure. I was like, wow, these people really don't know. Like, I mean, it's all just, like, research, you know? Like, yeah. if they don't have the answers, they're, like, looking for them. And at first, I was like, why don't you have the answers? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then realizing, like, a lot of it is all research-based. So I started doing my own research and, like, trying to understand the medications that he would be put on when he was in the hospital or like the medications that he was taking even just on a daily basis and what their purpose was and what that meant. Like if you were to tell me like, Oh, you're taking this cause it's a beta blocker. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So looking into that more, like also just, I think I just became like more concerned from like a loving perspective. Like I'm just like, I just, there's nothing that I can do other than educate myself. Like I can't make you feel better. I can't do anything. I can just support you. <laughs> so yeah, let me but, just try to figure this out and like. But you're doing like the best thing that anyone could possibly do because like, like I, you're making you're making sure there's food in this the food in the refrigerator is going to support him on top of like you know 
encouraging him through it, like, hey, just keep going to the doctor. Just like, like I'm going to research it. Like, because you know he's exhausted. He's the one feeling like the yeah. crazy aspect. He's the one like, you know, having to deal with it. Although like you're loving him yeah. through it, which is so hard too, like to love someone through the process of like medical issues. Like, you know, and I think that you play a very vital role in the process of this. I think for people to understand, like always, like me and Danny are always like talking about like, t- look out for your friend, look out for the people you love because like sometimes they mm-hmm. get blinded by certain things and and you need somebody to just be like, hey, like let me look this up for you. Yeah, let me I think I have dinner. a good support system too. Like people were coming to me like, hey, is everything okay? And like, you know, like whether it be that they noticed that Josue seemed like he wasn't, like feeling well or we weren't at certain events or we kind of stopped when we were living in New York, we were flying back to California really often. And then we kind of stopped. And a lot of that did stem like from his doctor telling us like, Oh, you guys are just flying too much. Like she just didn't have anything else to like blame it on. So it was kind of like she was looking for anything. Um, So we stopped flying for a little bit. And I think I, I remember like a couple of times where people that I love were like, Hey, like just checking in what's going on kind of a thing. And yeah. And I think during that time, like I had also gained a little bit of weight. So I'm like, Oh, it's just happy weight. Like, you know, it was our first two years of our relationship. That's kind of like what happens. And we moved on our own to New York and we weren't with our, we were the only ones that we had. And you know, like, I'm like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. And then it kind of got like to a point where it was an undeniable amount. And then he was in the hospital, like pretty consistently. And then one time, like for an entire month straight and it just was like, okay, this isn't just like, you know, something else is going yeah. on here. Like it's and scary. You couldn't, yeah. You couldn't deny it anymore and that kind of thing. So I think um, it was a mixture of just like, honestly love, but then like concern and just like feeling really defeated. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm so over this. Like, let's do something else about it. And plus like, so your, your dad got sick in the same time that you were kind of getting sick too, right? Husband. Yeah. yeah. So like what yeah. was did his I know like you don't have kidney disease and diabetes, but did you did you I mean my dad passed away too, so like I know that like the hard part about that is and I just wonder like did that like trigger was that very scary for you to go, Oh my gosh, like my dad you know, it's your dad, like it does this have something to do with him or like what was going on with like having, you know, Yeah, so I definitely thought, um, like, my first thought was, like, wow, this is, one, a stressful situation. And knowing that I already had what I had, I was like, wow, I can't get more stressed out. But it is causing a stress on me, and I need to, like, process this somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing it keeps you, like, wow, I was already trying to actively not go down that route. So for me to fall into that route even more of getting more sick, I was like, wow, I was trying really hard to, like, avoid this, like, in the first place. And here I am and in the same situation that pretty much he's almost in. Like yeah. it was, it was just, I don't know. Cause you're was, young and, but he was still young exactly. too. Like he wasn't yeah, like I, super. There was a lot of contributing factors of his situation. Like mm-hmm. he also had like two kidney, no one kidney transfer and two lung transplants wow, that yeah. had happened at the same what? time. And it's like a liver transplant, sorry, liver transplants that had happened. And so it's like, there was just so many different factors that played into his situation. But yeah, what it made me think was like, wow, I wish I would have had all this knowledge of like food and education from um, the beginning. The keto and 
or yeah. just anti-inflammatory diets or things like that. Sure. That I would be that I would have able to almost save him. I think. No. Was my thought with it. Okay. I mean, you never know. That, that was what my was with it. Yeah. So, so um. Um. Yeah, I um. How long have you been like keto from this point? Like from the point, like what was it like when? Were you, how long were you keto by the time like he was going through his process? Like, um, no, I started after. Oh, um, after I did the keto after, yeah. After he had passed away, um, March. March, sorry, yeah, March thirteenth. Okay. Um, and then we didn't start till June. January. January the following. Yeah. January. Did the following that like January. put? Did that circumstance like push you motivation wise? Like, all right, let me get my shit together. No, I felt like I had taken on his disease into my body. Like, oh really? Because that's the year that I was extremely sick, yeah. the whole time, every month, super sick. My mom probably thought that I was gonna die every night. Like, oh, it was just really bad, and it was hard because like we're across the country and like not being close to the family after just having yeah. been with my family for the past year watching my dad. And they're like, wow, now my little brother is going through this. At least that's what my brothers thought. Or like, yeah, my mom's like, wow, my son's literally going through the same. Like, what is happening? Um, so that's honestly, I was like, well, I need to try anything. Anything. <laughs> like, look for anything. Thank goodness. And luckily like- for me, it was this. And I had heard like the negative side effects of this as well. But I was mm-hmm. also like very much like it's it's actually working for me for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if anything, like the keto help reset my hormones. And yeah. I think that's, yeah, that that's a big factor. And yeah. I, and I, I think there's not enough, a lot of research either, like in the keto diet, like there's some obviously, but like, I feel like doctors like your doctor didn't even know, like, like what exactly. this is like there. It's so unknown at this point in certain facets, you know? And I, I find it really awesome that like she even supported you completely through it. Like she was like, you know what, what you're doing is working and we're taking your vitals and it's, you're rocking it out of the park and let's keep going, keep doing what you're doing and see where it takes us because like the positive numbers were changing, you know, for you and you guys were, you know, and Michael was supporting you throughout it and gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're planning on going in New York uh, in May for my birthday, and I kind of want to stop by her office just to kind of like. Oh my gosh, see you her have again to. And give her like a shock, like what? Like, hey. <laughs> we would always totally joke with her, like she would come visit at the hospital and stuff, and she would always like. I, I would kind of sometimes like get into it speak up a little bit, maybe more so than I should have, but just <laughs> no. like I'm like, well, why? Like I don't get it, this and that, whatever. And any anytime that she would see me, she's like, hi, Michael. Like, how's it going? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you're here. Like, I'm not surprised that you're here again kind of a thing. And um, I remember one time, like, she had mentioned something. I don't even know what we were talking about. But I was like, don't worry, doctor. Like, you'll be invited to the wedding. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, okay. You know, like, like whatever, you sure? know. So, And she, she was a, a pretty, like, essential part in, like, like he said, literally keeping him alive. Because who knows how much worse it would have gotten if it just went untreated mm-hmm. or if she wasn't as invested in his case or if it was misdiagnosed or yeah. whatever the case might have been. It could have just been so much worse and so much more detrimental in the end. Yeah, or even, was, yeah, I was going to say okay. like even the validation, like when she takes a test and like, oh my gosh, it's positive. Yeah. It's positive. It's positive. Like every time she's taking urine analysis or a blood work or whatever she's doing, like 
to reiterate to you, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. Like even yeah. if it's monthly, you're on the right path. It was definitely you know? validating, especially because the first couple months it was all, hey, let's just try out taking this much medication and then we'll we'll see your results. And then it's like switching it. So it was almost like a science every every couple of weeks that we'd go in because it's like, OK, now you need to take this much dosage, but then less of this. And then next time it's a little bit more of this, actually, and then this until we found the right balance where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can finally just sustain myself. And that's with 13 <laughs> different pills, though. Yeah, like 13 was, different pills so a day. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so how many are you on now? I am happy to say that I'm on zero. Zero? <laughs> medication. Which is and he has been ever since we started and keto. I, like, ever, ever since, since started. Yeah. ever since he got off after that, like, two-month or three-month mark. We that's when he stopped like for good and he got like I think two tests, two blood tests after that had after that time and those had both shown very normal levels. Like you're back of everything. to like rocking it. Like, and then that's, that's when we moved back from New York to California and we I don't think we've had any tests or seen any we haven't yet, but, but I just got my benefits. Yeah, <laughs> insurance. I'm gonna get my. Oh right, my insurance out, is huge. So like we're. But like play. in the meantime, like keto on and off has been kind of like what's been keeping me motivated and on track with my stuff and health. Yeah, um, we just feel like we have like our life back. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. I don't think like like to everyone listening, I don't think it's like completely sustainable. Like it's not something you should do for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, super strict cycle yeah. with it. So yeah, that's a great question. Like the way that I do is like I'll I'll probably like block out maybe a month and a half to two where I'll like really commit to it. Um and by committing to it it's just like making sure that I'm eating high fat during the day, a couple pieces of protein or anything protein, um, and then some carb. Um What are your carbs then, like? Just vegetables, like broccoli. My carbs are mainly mainly vegetables, but if there's I want a, a piece of toast, like I'll eat a piece of toast. Yeah. Like you'll feel um, it like if you're like, okay, I need this. Yeah, like I'll kind of pick and choose. But most of my carbs definitely just come from the vegetables. Um, my protein's coming from my meats that I'm eating. Um, and I do love avocado. Avocado has been my best friend. Oh, it's my <laughs> best friend too. Like um, <laughs> I don't think I'd survive without it. Yeah, honestly. same. And and the oil, just in like the stuff that you cook with, I think has been huge, which is something that Michael's been really supportive of about, like just – getting different things to cook with, whether it's like spices or stuff to make things tasty. Oh, the flavoring, um, yeah. The flavoring stuff, yeah. I think that do you, What kind flavor. of oil, like do you use avocado oil to cook with? We olive have oil. like, I think we have Kalamata olive oil right now that we've been using, um, but we have like, we use coconut oil for like cooking spray. Okay, yeah. Um, and then I've used avocado oil before uh, in the spray form, like from Turgos, but I like the the Kalamata olive oil from Trader Joe's because it, mm. it says the acidity and I just think that's more like genuine. <laughs> I guess a lot of the times, like, I don't know, one of my friends told me something about like, if it doesn't say the acidity, like, I don't know, it's don't just less it. like <laughs> more contaminated or it's like watered down. Less bit. easy to like, yeah, I like trust. Oh, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. It's but, like, like virgin um, olive oil acidity level. But I also use like the Kerrygold, like grass fed butter. I like that. Yeah, like if I were to favorite. make like eggs and yeah. So I think I use butter probably more, but like we just made Brussels sprouts and like, I'm going to use olive oil for that. Um, and then like this morning we made like this keto waffle thing. Um, and we use like coconut oil cooking spray. So just also yeah. different things. Also like nuts have good, like good fats. Um, 
We don't really do like that much dairy and like cheese kind of thing, but that's another option. If which like, is positive though that you're not. I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme, but it's okay too. Yeah, you can definitely get carried away. There's a lot of keto people out there. Like, okay, just because you're trying to hit your fat goal doesn't mean that you need to go eat a block of cheese. Exactly. Like, yeah. you can cheese figure and out bacon. A way. <laughs> like, let's and do even it. being this, like, this is, I think, my third or fourth cycle on it. Like, I'm even learning now. Like, hey, I can. I don't have to eat all the bacon every single time. Like, there's mm-hmm. different things that I can supplement for a good fat. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of like, yeah. Definitely, like, yeah, we've learned so much. Like, I remember our first, the first keto meal that we made was like some like cheeseburger casserole thing or something. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Like, it was more. This is keto. Oh, this is heavy. Like, this is a lot. It was more calories, I think, than we should have consumed, like, in a week. Literally, like, it was so bad. It was like ground beef, um, three different types of cheeses, like heavy whipping cream. Like, it was crazy. And I remember just eating it and being like, how? is this okay like yeah. i literally do not yeah, understand I like, and i remember he was kind of like of. are you sure <laughs> like he's like are you sure this is healthy yeah that's and exact- that's when that's when i was kind of like okay let me like look more into this and discover like why why do they think this is keto like why should i be eating this um and i we haven't made that sense obviously yeah. but um well that's even when, now like that's when sorry, he was feeling sick remember he was like sometimes this makes me feel sick because of the amount of fat. So it's like a transition thing. Like maybe that's when like For sure. you're like, oh, that would be a meal that would make me feel like, whoa. Yeah. Ooh. But we, I think we eat pretty clean now. Like it's yeah. always like grass fed meats. If we're going to have like nice. beef or anything like that, um, free range chicken, free range eggs, um, lots and lots and lots of vegetables, like fresh organic mostly. Um we eat some fruit. Well, I don't know about Josue, but I eat some fruit like um, blackberries and raspberries and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, lots, lots of seasonings. Um, everything like as fresh and organic as possible. I've definitely like learned how to be more comfortable in the kitchen because a lot of the snacks that you can get, like if you see anything like keto that's like in the stores or whatever, a lot of it's like a little bit more processed. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like say that I don't eat it. Like I have definitely eaten certain things that are labeled keto before just because it's an easy thing to grab. Or there's also like so many alternatives that are not super terrible and they're not difficult to make if you were to just home make them kind of a thing. So like if you're craving something sweet, like there's easy alternatives that you can do to like make those things that are not including like some of the sugar alcohols or whatever preservatives that are put in like a package something you could find to that make to make it at home yeah yeah, yeah exactly. like i even found out i don't like that what is that Arith- erythritol oh, erythritol yeah. I, Get, does I it give like you diarrhea yeah. and no not even the flavoring it just doesn't sit well with my oh, body really? it like hurts the okay. stomach it like really oh. hurts my stomach it's known to like, give you diarrhea i don't yeah, know if that I, causes I like, it for this? you but I know a lot so of now I just avoid sh- either pigs. I avoid sugar altogether or yeah or I just I don't like the supplements mm-hmm, like yeah. the supplemented sugar for myself yeah, at least me either um, where I'm like ah, it's just easier just to not eat sugar I also learned like different <laughs> like so sick. if I have like a craving for chocolate or like a craving for something sweet I've learned that like sometimes that need that means that your body needs something yeah so like I remember one time I was like really craving chocolate and I was like well I have these stupid macadamia nuts like let me try to eat these and I ate them (laughs) and I was like wow like that actually squashed my craving like how weird and I don't know if my body was telling me that I needed more fat because macadamia nuts are a really great source of fat but um well there's so many I don't know know. it worked (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Well, nuts have so many micronutrients. I don't think people, I don't know, like realize it, yeah. realize it or talk about it enough. Like that, that you probably had the exact nutrient that it had to it, when you're craving something like that. It's like, boom, you know. Yeah, and that's what's funny about your taste buds are like another brain because they know mm. just in the same way when you're craving something specific, it is because you have like a, a micronutrient mm. that your body needs. Deficit. Mm. So well, yeah, like when like you're when on your you period crave, or yeah, let's just say menstrual magnesium. cycles. It, yeah, chocolate means you need magnesium. And steak. Oh, and yeah, I've noticed. I was going to say I noticed mm-hmm. like when, I, when I'm on my period, like I was talking to Brittany about this too, that like um, red meat is like – I know red meat is like our best friend because both of us have like pretty low iron levels. And I think like, that's a great, that's just kind of what our body like. Well, the iron is for the iron, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you decide, side note, just like a little life hack. If you decide that you want to have, um, like spinach to get your iron, so like a plant-based one, it's Mm -hmm. a different kind of iron and you just need, um, you need to have vitamin C with it. So like having to like absorb to it, absorb almost. it, yeah. Interesting, oh, yeah. So you can have like a spinach salad with some like lemon dressing. Cool, love that. That's yeah. great. That Just sign great. Up. Just <laughs> random <Yeah>. like hack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say this has been like definitely a lot of trial and error for us. Mm-hmm. Now being a year later and having started with it, and now where we're at with this with things now, but um, I. I still get like the keto flu or things like mm-hmm. that, that people are like, Oh, do you get sick and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, but for what like for how, like a day? Yeah. But, One day I was going to ask how long it lasts. Yeah. yeah no, it's so, more yeah. like a day thing. Like where I'm feeling like literally sick or like sniffly and I'm like, Oh no, coronavirus. But no, <laughs> it's actually the Make flu. Make sure we hashtag uh, that. Cause that'll yeah. boost um, and that's Google. just telling me my body then, okay, I need to get more like nutrients in my body then, or like, you know, maybe I'm not eating enough calories or something like that mm-hmm. if I have a headache here and there. Um, one thing that I found interesting is that when I go off it and when I'm like, okay, it's my cheat time or like just to eat like whatever regularly, however I want. Um, yeah. I haven't gone back to like, I'm going to start, I'm going to eat just carbs or anything. Like, I don't like, um, You're like Let's I don't eat go crazy. Spaghetti. Like, a yeah, like, or something. Ball. I don't know. I, before it was like, before the first time I was like, Finally, I can have some chocolate cake or something like that. And now I'm like, I'm not even craving it. You don't even um, want it. Spaghetti and like French fry, <laughs> French fry. hamburger. Yeah. yeah, like I don't need all these things. Like I had chicken nuggets the last time and I was satisfied with that. I was like, yes. Some More chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I th- I've, I've found that interesting. Also, like with the whole thing with the keto flu, like I was super sick the first time that mm-hmm. I started and like to the point that I went to the urgent care and was like, something's wrong with me. I'm dying. Um <laughs> And yeah, and I I was sick for probably two days the first time, like two full days. And now I might like feel a little bit wonky, but um, I noticed that like I all, all I need is like electrolytes. So we got these like tablets from um, Whole Foods called Noon, and they're like oh, electrolyte they're tablets, and they just they're good soak for in water. Yeah, and they're so too. good. Just saying. Yeah, like anything. They have like immunity, extra electrolytes, like everything. And so um, literally like they were like, oh, like we don't know what's wrong with you when I went to the urgent care. And then I read all these articles about like you need to stay hydrated and you need to replenish your electrolytes because you're not getting those from some of the carbs that you would normally be be Mm -hmm. intaking. And so they have like magnesium, sodium and potassium in them. And then even if you get like I had the hydration one, so it had extra on top of it. 
And literally as soon as I drank one, like basically glass full, like a mason jar full of the drink, I literally felt better like right then. So I just know that I need to like stay hydrated, be on top of my like, what are those called? Electrolytes. Mm -hmm. And you'll be good to go. And also like sometimes it's, it's just a matter of like, okay, I know peanut butter maybe isn't like the best, most cleanest ingredient, but it has a little bit of carbs, has a little bit of fat, and it will satisfy like a mm-hmm. craving. And it also like will get rid of a sweet tooth or like having a headache for not having enough whatever in your body, whether it be fat or calories or anything. So have a spoonful, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Weird. Yeah, I had it. So in. like because your hormones – you didn't have like Cushing's disease. How did keto feel with you? How did you feel with it? Um, I definitely noticed like my period regulating. Now it comes like almost every 28th day, like almost exactly. Wow. <laughs> like I have like a tracker on my phone and it's like probably the first like three months. It was kind of like within a week, which was normal for me. Um, and I wasn't like taking birth control or like anything else to skew it. Um, and then now it's like, if it's two days late, I'm like, oh, I must be really stressed because yeah. otherwise it's like coming pretty much every single time. And my cramps are a lot more manageable. They usually only like will last for like the first day. I don't know if that necessarily has anything to do with like hormones, but just PMSing in general, like I've noticed that difference. And then also like I struggle a lot with anxiety or have before. And this diet has insanely helped me um, just like feeling more balanced and like less nervous, um, not putting like such processed and refined sugars into my body. And then also like rebalancing my hormones in that sense. And I actually like when we first started, we did it pretty strictly from January until we went to Coachella in April. And then at Coachella, we knew that we were going to like have a pizza or a burrito or whatever. So we were like, okay, this is our time to like cheat air quotes, if you will. Um, and after eating for like three days, um, not keto and kind of just whatever I wanted and, you know, going out and like just being in the festival environment, I literally like when I came back, like just felt so panicky. I felt so anxious. I, and I was just like nervous just for no reason. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like it, I mean, among like being in the festival environment, like that can probably do that to anybody, I'm sure maybe. But on top of it, then I was like eating totally differently than what, I had in the past. And so I think that was like the proof in the pudding. Like that's all that I needed to pretty much like tell myself like, okay, this is something that works for me to manage my anxiety and I should stick with that. Like that's what works kind of a thing. And then we also, I know Danny and I have talked about the anti-anxiety diet, um, which starts with the ketogenic approach. And then after six weeks of like a detox, if you will, um, it like kind of works into like, works in more natural sugars. Like you're allowed to have fruits and all sorts of different things on if you were to follow that diet or that lifestyle. But that that was kind of like my experience. Like I definitely lost weight, um, not as much. I think in total I lost 30 pounds, maybe 28 pounds. Yeah. Um, like since when I started. Too. Like, yeah, and I, I can like feel it. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I can like – I can feel it for sure. Um, and I could just feel it like in the way that my clothes fit and – the way that my face looks and mm-hmm. like seeing muscles that I had never seen before from like toning. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is weird. But, um, <laughs> but it, I mean, it works. So that was kind of a cool, 
cool thing too. And then yeah, also yeah. like we have like learned through the process of like some other negative, negative effects that could happen. Like, um, I know some people that I follow on Instagram, I talked about like their hair starting to thin, like in certain areas or like falling out or whatever. And they were, um, researching, like not having enough protein in their, mm-hmm. in their diet. Essentially what makes your hair. Yeah. Like thin. collagen and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, um, I was, I was like kind of experiencing it, but I had always like had a lot of hair come out in the shower and in my hairbrush. So I wasn't sure if I could necessarily attribute that to keto or like, I know at my work, like our uniforms had had some like weird, um, talk about all of that, but so I I wasn't sure what to attribute it to, but I started, um, taking collagen in my coffee in the mornings. Um, and that just helped a lot, like with my skin (laughs) and my hair and like even just hair growth, um, nail strength, all that kind of stuff. So I, I hope that I kind of either wasn't going to experience that or like kind of did a preventative measure type of situation. But, um, I know that there are like those negative side effects and like the supplements that you would need to take to kind of like prevent anything negative from happening. But I also think like the way that we cycle is kind of what makes it a little bit more sustainable as a lifestyle versus like just a crash diet kind of thing. Yeah. And I think because you guys both, especially now, like you've talked about knowing how to like listen to your body and stuff like that, like knowing what it means when you have a headache or when you have, you know, that I think is definitely what stands out behind somebody who might have like a blind look into it and think that they have to have this rigid approach to it Mm -hmm. and just like, Oh, this is what it is. This is what it means. Okay. I'm just doing it no matter if I, you know, feel sick for a week, not just two days Mm -hmm. or having those different types of things and not, listening and taking care of their body as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think like a lot of times we see people in society, like they'll go like, Oh, cheesecake factory is a keto cheesecake or like the process, <laughs> like you guys like are doing either. the healthiest no. way, but I feel like people <laughs> no, like I was at a swim team thing and this white girl over here was not, at all client of mine, but was sitting there talking about like, hey, this week Cheesecake Factory is having like a keto cheesecake. And I'm thinking like that if you're keto, like that shouldn't be your like drive to like your drive to like explode like keto in front of everybody. Like it's like a negative approach to like whatever you're mm-hmm. doing. Cause it just seemed like that was somebody who would completely fall off the bandwagon. Like they're not doing it health for health reasons, they're doing it for an aesthetic purpose. Like, oh, I can't wait to look cute in a bikini and then I'm just going to jump off the bandwagon. I'm not, like, having a purpose within it. And I feel like you guys have, like, a super, like, influence purpose. Like, you're healing something with Josue and then you're supporting Josue and you're going to join him in the mix and, like, everything's working out for you guys in, like, the most positive, intentional your purpose comes from a very like amazing place where like, I think society has a fad diet when they think of keto and even like, as like people like me and Danny or even health professionals, you see people like diving this like crazy realm and, and we don't, sometimes we need to hear stories from people like you who have can put a light to it. Like there is a positive side of keto and it's not all just like, like a, I don't know, an advertisement on TV saying, we got keto cheesecake, join us <laughs> to sell you a product. When like yeah. reality is, is like there are people here healing their bodies in a way that even medical professionals oftentimes don't even understand. And I think that's something we would 
like even probably Danny and I want to share with everybody is like we we may have last week had a cautionary approach and this week we're like, hey, but don't let that persuade you because sometimes there is a super positive side that could heal your body in some ways. And it's like, you know, I think it's a really important thing in society to like bring all facets to the table so like we can make the best like decisions in all of our life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to health, whether this works or that works or whatever, like, don't judge or don't, like, you know, make people feel bad or or make people feel good about the positive changes in their life and that has something to do with their health, you know? I think, like, something that stuck with me from the last podcast that you guys were talking about was, like, when people are, like, morbidly obese, sometimes doctors would recommend a keto diet just to, to get the weight off because it was, like, a... It's like the obesity is doing worse for their body than keto ever Mm -hmm. could. And I think like using that as like a starting point for like it could just lead into like other health related um, discoveries. Like maybe Mm -hmm. they're realizing like, oh, there is something else that's wrong with my body or I have a sensitivity or an intolerance or whatever the case might be. And using that in in that sense versus like somebody who's like a size eight who just wants to be a size six. It's kind of like, okay, girl. <laughs> you know, like it, there's just a different way to like approach, approach that situation. Yeah. And, and when it does become like a fad type of thing and you're, you're getting sick because you're not listening to your body or you're not doing it um, consciously, you're not like consciously eating foods. Um, you're eating this like 6,000 calorie cheeseburger casserole thing. Like, I mean, your heart's going to be like, what? (laughs) Stop it. Um, so yeah. Well, and that's when I, that's what I was like wanting to bring up with, um, the like nutrition side of it was that, you know, across different types of diets, if just weight loss is your goal and it's a manageable amount of weight loss, you know, like 10, 15 pounds, across all different types of diets, adjusting your calories can be a more manageable approach with like less side effects. But then if you were to do, if you were to do keto, it's like, if you were to start with that casserole, like maybe being able to figure out like what would be, it would probably be a lot smaller of a portion Mm -hmm. of of a bite. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you could literally have a bite and that's for 500 calories. So just because like fats have so many more calories than carbs and protein. And, um, and so I get excited for like the future of nutrition where it brings out, you know, the knowledge in a lot of people like you guys to see like how what you eat can affect how your body, you know, is uh, working and can help your health and like can do a better approach maybe than like the medicine helped you stay where you were at and like helped you stay alive. And then like what you eat can help you sustain that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then can do work as well. And then for some people who aren't at that level, like aren't that close to a lot of things, um, can use their nutrition to help prevent them from having to have uh, medications. And stuff like that. Anyway. I think it's amazing how you took it upon yourself, Josue and Michael, to, like, like wean yourself off the medication because, like, you guys were learning, like, okay, what is this medication doing for me? Yeah. I'm going to do this diet, and you know what? I want to wean myself down off of it eventually so I don't have to be, like, stuck to it. 
Because some of the medication can very well like keep you at the level, you know, like it can keep the fat production or even sugar production or or, or like regulating your sugar levels to a point where like you can't go somewhere. So it's like really amazing that you guys were like, you know what, let's try it. You took it upon yourself, you know, more than like even doctor recommendation. I didn't even tell Michael. <laughs> I was like, tell her. I'm all like, I'm all like very, being nice, uh, like waking up early, setting his medicine out for him, like whatever. And then I come home and it's still there. And I was like, what? No, I think the first times I would like put it back in, like as if I had taken oh, it. to make it seem like, like I had taken it. Sneaky. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was always like, well, I don't, I would, I remember that I would wake up and take this medication because I was feeling some type of way. And now I'm waking up having a, you know, keto or whatever. And not feeling that way, so I'm like, maybe I don't need it. Let me try that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was uh, it was a huge amount of like listening to my body, listening to like how I felt that morning or that day. And don't get me wrong, like I still brought it with me to work just in case. Like mm-hmm. I always had that like <laughs> yeah. thought of like, oh man, just in case something goes bad or if I'm feeling really sick. And I had a friend at work that was also like very uh, into with like nutrition, and she highly recommended the anti-inflammatory diets and all that. So. It was it was good having like that support system also at work and then being like, hey, like if you're feeling sick, like I'm going to tell you that you look sick or something like that. Like, I'm not afraid to call you on it because I had already opened up to her about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice, like keeping keeping me on check on all on all areas mm-hmm. with that. So Michael at home and then your your buddy at work and then you mm-hmm. being yeah. like, hey, like, <laughs> yay or nay, like, like, ugh, it's hard, but you did it. Is it. Hard. Um, one of the things that I think is an interesting um, s- subject with keto is alcohol on keto. Yeah, I was um, one, I, I was wanted to ask it. Curious about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what and do like you do? <laughs> I think once after I was off my medication and I started reintroducing alcohol into the thing, like I personally started giving up beer first. I think that that was one of the things that I let go, um, and I would go either for something that was very low sugar, something like a seltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very, very keen on, or just like vodka soda, um, very, very minimal on like sugar and stuff like that. But that was one area that I, that was a little bit of a challenge personal one. Cause I was like, Oh, I like, I'm in an, um, in a career where you're like constantly going out or like doing things like that. Or Ooh, like, we're also still young. And, like, very young. young. Yeah. and in New York, yeah. <laughs> and New York people want to go out. So you don't have kids yet. You're just like racking it. Yeah, but it was like setting a limit too. So it's like, okay, I'm going to have like two drinks or something like that, like not go crazy. Um, yeah. So that was always interesting. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we can't drink alcohol. We while can we never are have alcohol again. Yeah, I never, I never restricted myself. And she I never always did at like, all, yeah. yeah. Literally, I think like the third day that I was on keto, I went to brunch with one of my friends and she was like, aren't you even supposed to not drink this? And I was like, girl. I'm like, just hold the juice. That's sugar. I'm like, I'll just get my calories and my carbs in other ways. Like, I just, <laughs> I just carbs. choose it. Yeah. And I think like I've noticed right now, I never gave up beer until just recently we're doing like no beer for Lent. But um, so I've already noticed that like I've just from not drinking beer at all, um, I've already lost like a couple of pounds doing that. So I know that there are like, you know, positives and whatever benefits from, from not doing that, whether it be on keto or off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that like, if you're going to drink, like know that that's a carb that you're ingesting and just like, just be aware of it. You know, it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but it's just 
Yeah, just be being aware. aware. Yeah. yeah, one glass of red wine is okay if that's something. Yeah, that you're and there are lower yeah. carb like drinks that you could substitute if you're if you're super want beer. Like you could have a low carb, you know, like a light beer or Michelob Ultra. I know we've done like the White Claw seltzers. Like I don't know. There's just ways Jeez. to to <laughs> should this. should keto give a like fist bump to White Claw and Trulia? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <Thank you. laughs> I know if we could be like sponsored white claw sponsored white claw <laughs> truly sponsors asap and vodka let's pick which one we want <laughs> there you go hey we don't get but paid yet we're like doing this that we perfect. wanted to bring up like last or that we brought up like last week was like just being conscious and yeah like and no matter everything. what you do in life just being conscious and watching out for yourself and that's yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. i've definitely felt that this whole time yeah so we're at an hour, hour and three minutes. So we're going to close this, but I want to give a huge thank you shout out to you guys for like opening up and being like so honest and so genuine and authentic through the questions. Cause sometimes it's hard. Like even me and Danny were nervous, like to be like, <laughs> how do we ask this? We were too. We questions. were nervous. Well, yeah, like maybe there's something that you guys didn't want to share. We're like, okay, no, 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 no. Because we're our family and we know a lot. Yeah, I think yeah, Jose's been family. like want, looking for an outlet to share his story and like to be, um, just like authentic and to share the knowledge that we've like learned through all of this, especially for people who were like him and who are yeah. like in a medical issue and didn't know and yeah. kind of had nowhere to turn to and we're feeling like that desperation. So there is hope if you're out there. There is hope and. Yeah, there's so many alternatives, and I love this story, like, beyond belief, because Michael and Danny are cousins, so I'm the married-in cousin, and Josue (laughs) and Michael are... Yeah, Josue will soon be the married-in cousin also. Yeah, so (laughs) me and Josue are on a team, and that would... (laughs) 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 No, but I just want to thank everybody for listening, and we are so grateful for all of our, like, gung-ho subscribers and whatever, but... um, because we don't have very many yet, but we are grateful for you guys to be here today and share your story because you're our first interviewee. Oh, Yay! Awesome. <laughs> so thank you. thank you. Yeah, and to next week we're gonna do another diet get up, and we love you guys. Yeah, thank you, and we're out. <laughs> In a healthy way as well. So to see, to see the the balance of it and where their perspectives and. And journeys kind of come from. Yeah. So look forward. I look forward to interviewing them. Mm-hmm. This I'm will excited. be like one of our first like interviewer, like where we're really like pumped about l- even learning from their story and being able to put it out there for people that it can be done healthy and you can follow, like utilize your doctors mm-hmm. and di- dietitians to kind of guide you in a way so you can make sure you're doing the best thing for you. And staying in that mm-hmm. healthy, healthy body that we want and living a long, healthy, optimal, healthy mm-hmm. life. So um, we're going to let you guys go this time. We're so excited to be here with you. And thank you for listening. And we can't wait to share their story next week. Yeah. So talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. I Pick Fit. Thank you for listening to I Pick Fit Podcast. If you liked our show and want to know more, go to either ipickfit.com or shesustainable.com. Please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe to our channel. Feel free to email us anytime with any questions or topics of interest at ipickfitdanielle at gmail.com. I Pick Fit.